Hi, this is Dr. William Renner. I'm here with world-famous gastroenterologist Dr. Alan Safdie, and today I want to talk about ca uh, colon cancer and its prevention. Um, there's colonoscopy. Um, there's a new test out called Colaguard, where they you take part of your stool and send it to the company looking uh, for particles. Uh, Alan, tell us about colon cancer and what we can do to prevent it. Well, Bill, this has been a passion of mine for well over the last 30 years. Um, colon cancer, for the most part, not completely, should be a relatively preventable disease. Um, it's a tremendous success story, in my opinion. Uh, the death rate is less than half of it was when I started. Uh, so, you know, what puts you at risk, I think people have to understand, first of all. So you're at higher risk. If you get older, if you don't get older, that's a shame. But if you get older, but we're seeing in the population that we used to say over 50. Now we're starting to see colon cancer, even in younger populations and African-American population and people that have ulcerative colitis or Crohn's disease. They're at even higher risk. If somebody's overweight, they're at higher risk. If somebody smokes, uh, if you're sedentary, you have a significantly higher risk. If you eat, remember, we've talked before about, you know, lots of red meats, four-legged animals. So if you're eating processed meats, uh, bacon, sausage, hot dogs, uh, red meats, you put yourself at higher risk. You have to look at your family history, not just your brother and sisters, uh, but your parents and grandparents. Aren't there a colon cancers that run in families? Absolutely. I mean, we have genetic screening. I mean, there's Lynch syndrome and there's multiple polyposis syndromes. Uh, we can tell us about Lynch syndrome briefly. So these are inherited defects. Um, they run in families. First of all, there's this multiple polyposis syndrome, which is not Lynch syndrome. And then there's Lynch syndrome, where you may have not just an increased risk of colorectal cancer, but an increased risk of other cancers other than colorectal cancer. So you may have a family history of other cancers that put you at risk. So not only do you want to look at a risk of colon cancer within your family, but is there a family history of endometrial or ovarian cancer, uterine cancers, um, you know, pancreatic cancers, renal cancers. So there's a lot of different cancers that we want to discuss with our doctors. So we don't want to just go in and say, no, I have no family history of colon cancer, but also I have no family history of colonic polyps is important. So there may be a history of multiple colonic polyps in the family. So think about risk factors. You know, have you ever had colon polyps? Have your siblings, have aunts, uncles, grandparents ever had that? Do you have type 2 diabetes? Do you smoke? Um, so, you know, how if you have excessive weight, I think that's really important. So we're seeing this in younger and younger adults. Um, so, Bill, what do you think the difference is in screening between colonoscopy, uh, and this is unscripted, and colagur? Well, uh, colonoscopy, of course, is a procedure, and the, the benefit of the col uh, colonoscopy, uh, people, the benefit of the colonoscopy is that the gastroenterologist can remove polyps during the procedure and help prevent the patient from developing cancer, while Cologuard is just a test looking for cancer. So these are two different uh, tests in my mind that are vastly different. One helps to prevent cancer, and one is just to identify the presence of cancer. That's 
absolutely correct. I mean, Cologuard will pick up colonic polyps, but it's not very good at it. So cancer evolves from the polyp stage, just think of those as precancerous lesions, all the way to the malignancy that we'll see here, the cancer in the colon. It's one of the few organs we can get into and see and pick off these little precancerous lesions that we call colonic polyps or adenomatous polyps of the colon. Cologuard's not very good at picking those up. So if you don't pick it up in the precancerous stage and remove those, we're looking for earlier cancers. Sometimes that means instead of removing something in a colonoscopy, the procedure will take about 30 minutes. You'll be home often an hour or two after the procedure. Um, but if it's picked up by Cologuard, there's a better chance that you may need surgical intervention uh, and it may not be picked up in the precancerous stages. So personally, and I think Dr. Renner will agree with me, um, I prefer to have a colonoscopy to pick up the small precancerous lesions if I ever get one, rather than waiting till one of those precancerous lesions gets larger. Right. So for the average individual who doesn't have a family history of colonic polyposis, that is multiple polyps in your colon, or doesn't have a family history of Lynch disease, um, when should those individuals go for colonoscopies? I used to say, you know, everybody at the age of 50, um, and this is my opinion, you need to discuss this with your physicians. I would do it sooner, especially if you're African-American, especially if you're overweight, especially if you smoke, uh, especially if you've been sedentary. Um, so my preference would be depending upon, you know, with zero risk factors, my preference in this day and age probably would be 45. If that's negative, you know, your follow-up examinations are going to be five to 10 years later, dependent upon history. Uh, so it's not an exam you need extremely frequently. It's an exam we need infrequently. And so I think it's reasonable to consider starting at 45 to 50. My preference would be 45 and earlier in certain groups that I just defined above. Um, so I think that we don't want to wait. It's a shame when people wait and end up being diagnosed with colorectal cancer at their first colonoscopy. So also watch for warning signs, but those are often late. Bleeding, narrowing of stools, abdominal pain, change in bowel habits. Um, some of those may not be that early as symptoms, especially if it's up, the lesion is up higher in your colon. Um, if it's in the rectum, it may bleed relatively early. But... I think that there's a variety of different screening mechanisms. Cologuard, fecal immunoglobulin test called VIP test, which tests for blood in the stool, but it may not pick up the small polyps that I like to remove, uh, and then colonoscopy itself, and then virtual colonoscopy, so with a CT scan. Yeah, one benefit of the colonoscopy, which I think I'm a radiologist, but I favor colonoscopy over virtual CT colonoscopy uh, because colonoscopy itself allows the doctor to remove the small polyps and prevent cancer. And that this is all about cancer prevention, not cancer identification. The other thing I like to say is that many, many people are uh, extremely frightened of colonoscopy because of the prep. Okay, so what you have to do is drink some nasty stuff for an hour and sit on the toilet. Okay, it's not the worst thing in the world. The preps now are very good in that you don't get cramps. Uh, you don't uh, 
You don't have severe pain. It's just a little uncomfortable. And that one, that one uh, six or eight hour period of discomfort is certainly worth uh, the prevention of developing uh, colon cancer. Bill, what also, what, uh, go over real quickly, that a CT scan, especially with multiple CT scans that you would need if you were doing virtual colonoscopies with CT scan, there's a fair amount of radiation exposure because you're not just going to get one. Usually they find something abnormal in your liver. You may end up with a follow-up one. You know, how often do you see an absolutely normal liver? And then it may end up being four or five CT scans over your lifetime, in addition to other CAT scans you'd be getting for other conditions. Well, uh, that's a, a problem the radiologists are, are facing today. The new machines have, um, have radiation-reducing um, techniques with, built within them. but all CT scans do have some degree of radiation to the patient, and uh, we don't we don't really know what that risk is. Certainly, um, in young people and in uh, women of childbearing age, it's much 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 more worrisome. But uh, as I said, I think the main disadvantage of that is, uh, first of all, it's not very specific. It's difficult for us to tell a polyp from a piece of stool. And the other thing is if we see something, we can't do anything about it. You have to go ahead and have a colonoscopy anyway. So in my opinion, I recommend to people that if they're, if they're able to tolerate a colonoscopy, to go ahead with the colonoscopy instead. I think that's a great point, Bill. And I think all our recommendations you should always discuss with your physician. And as you get older, if you become 75, as you become 75, 80, 85 years of age, Always discuss risks versus benefits with your gastroenterologist and with your primary care physician to see at what point it may be appropriate to stop screening. But all of our recommendations always discuss with your physicians, our primary care uh, providers. But I appreciate it, Bill. I think this was a fascinating discussion. And for more information um, on any of our previous ones or articles, go to telluridelongevityinstitute.org. And feel free to also contact us via that mechanism. Thank you.